if you thought Will Teeman was having a senior moment because he didn't say, He got it! Once this week, you'd be forgiven. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines, Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, of course, by my co-host and straight guy, Kevin Greck, and my other co-host and gay guy, Alex Plum. Plum, how you doing, buddy? That's deeply offensive. I don't know. You wrote the copy. This is disgusting. I don't. I I did not write the copy. No, I'm, you know what, and this is... This, I just oh want everyone, I want the listeners to know this is the kind of harassment uh, that I have to endure uh, for you all, our listeners. And I want you to know I do it gleefully and without much complaint, but there is a limit. There has I just want to say that I am deeply troubled by the oh, conduct yes. of one Michael Jones. Yes, troubled. And uh, he and his actions do not reflect the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Yep. at large yep. but um, and that's a deep right sh- if shot to the right field and this may be the last time i put on the headset <laughs> yes that's so good oh my god, a good oh, that's, a good, uh, that's a good reference that's a good reference solid reference yeah greg how are you buddy straight and narrow, straight <laughs> and narrow. <laughs> all right we're gonna have some laughs because it's that or crying but before we move into the show we of course want to thank you all for listening if we could ask you a small favor please share the pod with spartans in your life give us a go old uh, rate review and smash that subscribe button wherever you get podcasts and of course follow us on the old twitter machine at spartan underscore pod all right guys we got a bit of a show <laughs> yeah time week. for more laughs let's talk about the basketball team mm. uh so for those who maybe are joining us for the first time The show, generally speaking, breaks down into a few segments. First is the Green Wall, where we cover all the news that was in the past week for MSU Sports before we head off Grand River. Side note, no off Grand River this week. Uh, We will then preview the games ahead and, uh, of course, take your Twitter questions at the end of the show. So, gentlemen. Basketball. Let's start with uh, some teams that played basketball against a team that did not play basketball in mm. Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, we would break down each game. Uh, and after a 67 to 37 beatdown by Rutgers and then a, uh, a 79 to 62 handling by Ohio State, it seems at this point in time with the Michigan State team very much in jeopardy of missing the NCAA tournament for the first time in 22 years that maybe we should have a bit more of a state of the program conversation <laughs> than normal. Do, do you remember earlier this year when we covered the uh, Northwestern loss and I characterized it as one of the worst losses I've ever seen an MSU team take? <laughs> Why did you Nibble say that out loud? Record! Yeah. 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 So, I, I, look, the Rutgers, we'll, we'll just say, I'll say very briefly, the Rutgers loss was disgusting. Uh, embarrassing and tragic. You might be willing to give it a bit of a pass because it came off a 20 day hike. No, will not. (laughs) Hold on. You might be willing to give it a pass, but uh, MSU came back and played Ohio state. And uh, that to me was an eminently winnable game. And there were moments that they seemed to be in that game. Uh, Inexplicably. I mean, 
Ohio State, well, first off, some things that I would complain about under other circumstances. 50 whistles in that game, by the way. Oh, the officiating was god-awful. 5-0 whistles in That's 40 more minutes. minutes of play. It's actually 48. I rounded up. Uh, and the fact that, that Ohio State hit some circus shots. I think even Izzo in his press conference called that out. But the second half of that game, Ohio State left the barn doors wide open for MSU to come and take a, you know, a lead or at least make it close. And the team just couldn't manage it. Couldn't manage it. There was never even really a time where they threatened to, in spite of how poorly Ohio State was playing. Uh, and that is probably the best thing that we can say about the last two games. I would, I would actually slightly disagree. There was a point where they brought it within nine. Uh, because after two made threes and then Henry picked the ball off right after, after the inbound yeah, they and, showed and, life for a second and scored a two, bringing it within nine. And then, uh, then they re inbound the ball and bring it up. And then Henry way far away from the basket gets a reach in called on a 98% free throw shooter. It was the dumbest foul I have ever seen taken by a Spartan ever. I don't know. Josh Langford had a few of those earlier this season that were just like, Joshua, you're not even part of the play. We're not even on their side of the court yet. What <laughs> is you doing? I, I So, you know, uh, there were a lot of missed free throws in this game. We're not going to break the game down, but Ohio State seemed to me uh, actually winnable. There were moments where if a couple things had broken differently, if MSU had actually made some shots... I saw someone on Twitter describe it as uh, if this team fell out of a boat, they wouldn't hit water. Uh, <laughs> That's so, good. I just, I just want to pull your comment apart, though, I, because I think you're the whole false narrative here, the framing device that we're using, and, and it continues to be a, in a sort of apology for this team. It is week after week. It's battered spouse syndrome. It, well, if only we just had a couple better shot opportunities. Well, if we just turned the ball over a few less times. Well, if we just made a few more buckets. That's what basketball is. That's the <laughs> point of the game. They're not doing anything they're not doing basics the high point that you just mentioned the whole we were in this and we could have won was us pulling within nine that's not a competitive that's not a game that's not something you write home about you don't hang your hat on that uh the two threes you mentioned by the way one of two for langford and watts is only three of the game you cannot win games when you're shooting like that Maybe Watts only three of his career. I, I don't even know. Maybe. Um, and, you know, and, and for the number of minutes that they're playing? Watts played for 27 minutes today and only only tried three. Langford, 32 minutes, probably one of the highest. In fact, even Izzo said this after the game. He said there's no reason Langford was playing that many minutes in the game. The kid still isn't 100%. He's more like 46%. But the kid, in 32 minutes, tried nine times and hit two of them. I mean, he was only four for 15 from the paint. He's He's... I, oh my God, this has to be the worst Michigan State basketball team. Well, it is the worst team I've ever seen, but I think it has to be the worst team Tom Izzo has ever coached. Yeah, because there's just no potential here either is part of the problem. There's nothing that you can point at and you're saying, even like A.J. Hogard. I mean, there's a reason Rocket Watts 
started taking back the reins as the the point guard. And that's because Hogard is fine, passable, serviceable, but it just wasn't getting the job done. So he tried for one field goal today. One. In the five minutes he played, he had one shot. And of course he didn't even sink it. I mean how, how many assists did he have? Uh zero today. Oof. Oh. I mean five five minutes. So, and, and you're right. And you're right. I mean, five minutes is nothing. And, and I, I want to be happy. I want to be happy that there are four guys that had north of twenty-five minutes in this game, because you know that's something I've been harping on. But when but when <laughs> they're they're the least i mean i, I don't th- these are how do you say on january 31st that someone with the experience of josh langford someone with the promise and the hype of rocket watts someone with the potential and the leadership savvy of aaron henry and the steady you know come as she goes joey hauser are playing this inexplicably bad maybe i'll give you thursday's game against Rutgers. I, I don't know how a team that wins by 20 uh, all of a sudden, because they're off for 20 days, forget how to f- walk and can't even show 30 points. Is that That's inexplicable and unforgivable, by the way. But if and even I gave you that, this is ludicrous. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. So it, finally, Izzo doing the thing, giving guys minutes, trying to get constancy, trying to get consistency, trying to get rhythm, trying to get form. And they just can't even give him that. But I'm glad Kithier is still starting. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, Gabe Brown didn't play either of these games. Gabe Brown's not the difference in either of these games. I mean, Gabe, Gabe Brown, Brown is their highest percentage three-point three shooter. That's by a true. Lot. He's, he's at like 40% right now or something like that. We 45. Foster's at 41. But... Neither of them are particularly high volume. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I was I was trying to think a lot and, and I want to kind of try and structure the show because I, I think we could. I know. All, don't, don't you structure our way. Yeah, I don't I, like I, This is anger. Anger. Yeah. Here's I'm what, ang- here's what I would say too. about Gabe Brown. And the, I would say the same thing about uh, about why we're not seeing three point. Uh, you know, contributions from Joey Hauser. There is no one to distribute the ball to them and they're spot shooters. If you don't have a point guard that can facilitate those shots, then they're not going to happen. So that explains partially Gay Brown's lack of volume from three. Yeah. That explains why Joey Hauser has disappeared from three. Um, it's just, if you don't have someone that can stir the drink, it's not going to be very good. It's, and that's where we're at. It's a great point. Um, Marble's the only player that's uh, that's batting a thousand right now on uh, three on field goals on three pointers because he's only he's he's attempted one and he made it. But you're right. Nick uh, stats right there. Gabe Gabe Brown forty six percent. But would would it surprise you to know that Langford and Joey Hauser are tied at thirty five percent? Yeah, I mean, it just tells me that they made a lot of shots earlier in the year. I guess those dudes have not been hitting nothing, nothing. Late. I know, I know, but I just so, think it's striking that, I mean, it's striking to me that you would, I would they'd, they'd be in the same class on that. Uh, I mean, but part of me wonders if, if we do have someone who can actually shoot the three hypothetically, 
does this team is so inept on all, I, I guess this is where I want to focus the conversation is that this team doesn't have an offense right at best they're trying to replay the hits of uh Cassius to to Xavier and that doesn't work not well, with this team I saw some uh I saw some folks out there in the Twitter land and other media uh suggesting that that's the fault of Tom Bizzo. I saw open looks today. I saw the half court offense actually produce a few open looks when they weren't turning the ball over in the last two games. So that's a, a different problem. Like they're just not hitting wide open shots or shots around the rim or shots at all. Or it's just the, the offense. I, I don't think you can blame the coaching staff other than <clears throat> lack of, you know, you know, player development for why the offense is operating so poorly. I think the opportunities are there on offense. They're just not being taken by these players. I, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I would like to see Foster with a li- little bit more of a green light. Foster can't shoot against Big Ten players he can't shoot over them there's a reason he goes off he against passes the Mac. open he passes up open shots though i don't know i maybe i mean he hit a couple he attempted a couple from like nba three-point land against uh rutgers uh i think he just knows that he is gonna get swatted against the big 10 how many times also speaking of rocket watts did we see him just get bodied out of the offensive rhythm. Like he can't even ball handle against big 10 guards. It's rocket or foster 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 got foster got turned over a number of times. And I just see other point guards just body him out of the half half court offense until he gets in a tricky spot. And then someone has to bail him out and then they turn the ball over. Would it surprise you to know that Foster's plus minus is one of the better ones on the team? No, because the team is bad. <laughs> it doesn't mean if your plus minus is positive, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing well. It mean you could be on a bad team. Uh, we, I, I've got a lot I want to say about Rocket Watts. You want to structure the show. Can I start about Rocket Watts? Sure. Yeah. So we talked at the beginning of this year about how this is one of Izzo's best teams on paper, right? Izzo doesn't tend to have quite the recruiting stars that this team has. Like almost all of the regular rotation players are top 100 recruits, correct? Sure. Yeah. Top 50 in a lot of cases as well. Now there's only Josh Lankford is a McDonald's All-American, but that's not uncommon. It's not uncommon for Tom Izzo teams to not have any McDonald's All-Americans. Rocket Watts. I think Rocket Watts might be the one player who's been given the most runway ever by both the coaches and the fan base. I don't understand it. He's about the least efficient player I've ever seen. I don't know why the fan base hasn't turned on him. In fact, when I see criticism, it's usually like Izzo's got a muzzle on Rocket Watts. He's taking every shot that he wants. What do you mean a muzzle on Rocket Watts? Rocket Watts' career three-point sh- uh, percentage, 28 on like a billion attempts, okay? It, it, like, he's been averaging 22 minutes a game both seasons, 
averaging like six or seven points. He was supposed to be a scorer when he came in. This defense from last year is fool's gold. His player efficiency rating is 151st in the Big Ten. That's 12th <clears throat> on the team. And player efficiency rating, when people criticize it as a stat, it's because it, <laughs> it doesn't consider all of the defensive contributions that a player can make to, uh, to the game. So it's supposed to favor offensive players, which Rocket Watts was supposed to be when he came in. <laughs> and he's 151st in the Big Ten. If you read the names 10 up and 10 down from Rocket Watts on that list, you don't know who any of those guys are because that's how he's playing. It's garbage. I've never seen anyone with a longer leash in this program than Rocket Watts. And he hasn't produced anything. And then he got scared of being a point guard. And that I think that was one of the turning points of this team. It's just like, I don't want to be a point guard anymore because I'm bad at it. Well, you're not a shooting guard either. I don't know what you are. Yeah, no one knows what Rocket Watts is. And and so for me, this comes back to coaching. So, I mean, I, and I get it. I watched them today, but well, a little bit of them, I guess, are more listened than watched. But the point is, <clears throat> they did have looks. They did have opportunities. This team is rightly, rightly deserves its criticism. Nothing explains other than just poor performance and unwillingness to play or practice or be, can, I don't know what, all averages into just a general garbage product from the player perspective, other than just garbage playing garbage in garbage out. But, uh, and, and Watts deserves all of that. I, I, if he's hurt, if it's his foot, if it's the stress fracture that people, we remember we were talking about that earlier in the season, this sort of yeah. phantom stress fracture. If that's it, he shouldn't be playing. He, wh- why is he playing? Why Jeremy Lang or Joshua Langford didn't play for a decade because of his injuries. So why, why why the hell are we letting Rocket Watts play? I mean, so for me, this comes back to coaching. Why, and, and to your point about the leash, wh- where is the fruit? Wh- where Where is the fruit? What is yeah, the yield? Where, what is the dividend? That's on the coaching. Stop extending. What do we say? I'll give you as much rope as you need to hang yourself. So, so why? Wh- I mean, what is he doing? Why is he being allowed to do this? That's only a question that Izzo and his staff can answer, and they aren't willing to answer it. I, you know, I'm going to just say this briefly about Izzo too. I thought his post game was absolute bonkers. He spent more times ooing and eyeing about the cir- circus shots. Okay, yeah, there were some bonkers shots that the kid just kept throwing up, and they kept dropping. You know what? That, that, and, that and that kind of actually has been the season against Michigan State. Well, you know what? Too damn bad. What is that? Nine points. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. You're dropping games by 20, 30 points, Tom. That's not the singular focus here. So stop pointing to like this, oh, we got to give them credit. You know, they had some shots fall. That's not it. You might as well blame the referees, okay? That happens in basketball, X's and O's, and your team isn't performing X's and O's. They're not playing simple, make no mistake, basketball. So – I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's, it's befuddling to me. I think it's because he knows he doesn't have a team. And I think he knows his team is watching the press conference and what he's saying. And I don't think he wants to discourage them anymore. I, I think the reason he's continuing to play with matchups is because there isn't one that works. Uh, and I think he is saying things publicly that he wants. He knows his team is going to read them, is going to hear them. And he doesn't want to say the truth. And that this is a team that isn't functioning. You said earlier, the leadership potential of Aaron Henry, 
that doesn't exist. I disagree with you on that. Like this should be Aaron Henry's teams. There's been a thousand moments this season where everyone should just look to Aaron Henry to do something. Totally. And he just disappears. Yep. Yep. He's got one of those shirts that's got the same pattern as the wallpaper. (laughs) 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 You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, I don't know if Tom Izzo knows what to do in this scenario. Because so often when he's coaching right now, he's coaching, how do I get this team to win a Big Ten title or and or make a deep run in March? That's usually what he's coaching for. Now, this instant, he's coaching for how do I sneak this team into the tournament or how do I set a foundation for the future, which is just not but how he's, he's, he's ever... He's not doing the other one. He's not doing the other one. Yeah. Like, it, because otherwise, AJ would be playing way more. Maddie would be playing way more. We wouldn't be starting Thomas Kithier. I mean, they would be innovating on the offense. And you're right. We we did have open looks. And by the way, we had open looks at Rutgers and just couldn't hit anything. And so maybe there is something to the idea that they should be in the gym, though I would like to believe that in the small group workouts they had, they shot baskets. Like, I'm deeply confused at how they forgot to shoot. Their shooting percentage was about on par with what mine would be. It's well, this is bad. the same Rocket Watts that we had last year, where he comes alive for a couple of games, but like he just generally shoots terribly. Uh, Josh Langford is obviously not the same player he was before. It doesn't explain. It doesn't explain Aaron Henry. That's an anomaly to me. How poorly he's been <clears> producing <throat> on offense this year. Maybe it's. Yep defenses for other teams they know to just hone in on him that he's the only one that can really produce yes. anything yes that's the answer um so he benefited last year from other players on the team taking up some of those looks on defense hmm. um hmm. he's definitely not a pro rocket watts is not a pro we don't have a single end. one out there no there's there's not a there's not a pro on this roster so, so then, well, then let's just, I mean, what's the future? Essentially, I mean, I, I, we don't know what's the future of Aaron Henry. Well, there isn't one. But, but, but frankly, I mean, to this point around in terms of expectation and hope, and, and I don't think it was wrong to think that there should have been more leadership potential from him. But granted that, granted that there isn't, granted that there isn't going to be. I mean, I think it's fair to say now we are a day away from February, which, you know, 29 days then from March. So tell me, what what are we going to do? Because we're about to go under 500. I mean, we're 2 and 6 in the Big 10 right now. That isn't going to get better. We're about to be about to have a losing record overall. I don't know when the t- last time that was. Has that ever happened to an ISO team? So, no. What so what? I mean, we're, I, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. We, that will not happen. And is that I mean, and that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Like that happens. Like that's 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 that happens. That happens. He's not a god. He's spoiled. We have been been spoiled, spoiled. but, but so then do you just keep doing this? Do you just keep starting Kithier? Do you just keep starting Henry? Like what, then what are we doing earlier this year? This was a team that sort of performed this way and then had moments where it came alive on offense and went on big runs. You've got to find that again. Now the big 10 defends, to personnel and to teams way better than those non-conference opponents that we were playing when those runs were happening. So maybe that's the explanation there, but 
you got to put the offense together. Uh, you got to figure it out. I mean, the defense. Joey, Joey I mean, Hauser not being able to shoot is a big part of yeah why this team isn't functioning. It's all it's all the point guard position not being there. I think honestly, I think that is sixty percent of it, or some percent. The, it, it is it's at least the plurality. <laughs> sure. Um, so look, I, I mean, right now. MSU ranks 62nd in Ken Palm. You'll mm-hmm. note there's 64 teams in the tournament. Yeah, but that's not high enough for yeah, a Power no, 5 I, conference. I, I know, I know, I know. Um, 74 on offense, 48 on defense, 121st in tempo. I think some of those tempo numbers are a bit of a reflection of some of the opponents we've played. Um, but look, I... They, they got to beat Iowa. I, I mean, we, we, we're, <laughs> there, there's I just lost two yes. games. It's possible. Sure. Anything's there's, possible. And, and frankly, you, you set, you set the Rutgers game aside and you set one half against Purdue aside. And you saw a lot in this team. You see, I mean, and I'm not saying you should set them aside, but this team has the capacity to be in a fight with anybody in the big 10. They fought Wisconsin real hard on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, as is, I don't see a win other than Nebraska on the schedule. Oh, my God. Oh. Just be glad that this is in a Nebraska basketball uh, podcast. That team. Well, we don't know what it is because they've only played one game in the last 30 days. We'll so, get to it. Aren't we going to feel silly when they come and just destroy us by 45 points? I don't think you have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nebraska team is truly awful. <laughs> All right. Let's, oh, are we? we're gonna, oh, my God. Famous last words. We're going to come back and just roll that clip next week. Oh, my God. Roll we're going to talk some more basketball when we get to the preview section, but uh, mm. we are going to take a second to talk about some football news over the past week and uh, the week ahead. So the big news is, I, I guess, uh, as as we discussed, Mike Tressel had moved on and has ta- accepted the role as defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. Bye. Congrats to Mike. Um but that left open a a he was the safeties coach, but it left open a, a mm-hmm. position coach for Michigan State, and they had promoted uh, Traveris Tillman uh, to be the new cornerback coach, uh, which as a result moved Harlan Barnett to the overall secondary coach. Um, Traveris Tillman wasn't necessarily the on the fan base wish list, but he's got some good bona. F- Bides, right? Someone help me out here. Yeah, he's got some NFL time. Um, he was a defensive back at Georgia Tech and uh, racked up a lot of tackles there. All ACC, um, in fact. Yeah, two times. And he uh, he's been with Tucker for a while. So yeah, I think he was grad assistant for Tucker at Georgia, right? Yep. And uh, so, like, this is clearly a guy on. On Mel's list, on Coach Tuck's list. So where was uh, where did we'll see. where was Barnett before this? Was it, well, he was coach of what before his secondary? Um, last season, he, last season he was the cornerback coach. Before that, he was the uh, defensive coordinator at Florida State. Before that, he was the co-defensive coordinator at Michigan State. Aha, correct. Aha, aha. The boomstick. God, that's a bizarre trajectory. It's like a normal distribution looking for some sort of a. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's sort of what process happens. errors. Yeah, I don't. I guess it's what happens. I I just uh, I'm not no, I eager about it, this. Our secondary was not good this season, such as the season was. So nervous that Harlan Barnett playing musical chairs in the coaching staff. I hope this isn't just another one of those. You know, Mark D'Antonio can't fire a guy. Oh, I think Mel. I again, we haven't seen it, but I think we're going to will will do that. It's what happens. Uh, what happened to Harlan Barnett is what happens when you're on a coaching staff at Florida State under yes. those circumstances. <laughs> like, also be glad this wasn't a Florida State football podcast because that was yeah. like <laughs> truly one of the biggest program implosions, yeah, ever recorded. But uh, right so, to Michigan State basketball program implosion this year. That similar or different? Same diff. Same, okay. same diff. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, Tillman followed uh, Tucker to Colorado from Georgia and then followed him from Colorado to Michigan State. Uh, by all accounts, he's both an impressive recruiter and a great coach, uh, having coached up some, some uh, big-time DBs while he was at Georgia and hauled in a four-star DB while he was at Colorado. So, um, you know, under the radar, but seemingly a pretty solid hire and one to be excited about. And it, let's not remember or not forget, rather, he is a bit on the younger side, which is not a bad thing on the recruiting trail. So no. both a former pro all ACC guy like and nearer in age to a recruit, that's not a bad thing. So um, very exciting and looking forward to seeing where the offers go out. Uh, from here on and, and how the secondary develops under him. But as we talk about recruiting, there's also some recruiting news. Uh, Michigan State this week added a preferred walk-on or got a commitment from a preferred walk-on for the class of 2021 in a five-star kicker-slash-punter from Norwalk, Ohio, Garrison right. Smith. Hmm. Kicking is winning, guys. Kicking is winning. Great. Good is he going to grow a mullet? <laughs> Need a so, red mullet. For those who maybe don't know, uh, a preferred walk-on is someone who's guaranteed a spot on the team, and they just don't have a scholarship. So, and also, the- for those who don't know, a preferred walk-on is not worth dwelling on in a podcast. <laughs> it, a five-star <laughs> kicker is absolutely right. They start at six stars or whatever, and then they go down from there. Like everyone is a five-star <laughs> kicker. He's Continue top, on. He's a top 10 kicker in the country. Okay. Um, anyway, signing day is on February 3rd. So that is this Wednesday when you're listening to the pod. We have a few people to keep an eye on. Um, for those who are cutting me off, go ahead. Well, hold on. If he's that good, why isn't he getting a scholarship? Yeah, it's because he, he might not ever contribute to the team. Rayshon Benny, uh, a huge recruit for this class, four-star, 192 nationally, sixth in the state, uh, has been committed since this season uh, and now has to sign his letter of intent. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Keon Coleman, uh, composite three-star wide receiver, two-sport athlete, um, Izzo apparently involved in the recruitment there, although uh, devotees of the program will know that that doesn't mean anything and he'll almost certainly not contribute to the basketball team in any way. Um, 6'4", 200 pounds. Uh, so he'd be a, a big boy at wide receiver. So that would be great. And then a few other guys to keep an eye on. Armand Scott, another wide receiver uh, and teammate of current enrollee Michael Gravely Jr. is a four-star defensive end. 
uh, or, or is a wide receiver, pardon me. And then four-star defensive end, uh, Davin Devon Townley. That's probably, wow. <laughs> wow. Try some more. Do more takes. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I don't oh. want to interrupt you, but I do this- want to acknowledge that that's, we're going to have to issue a retraction and probably a couple of apologies. Yeah. That, that is, Damon uh, Townley, Demon Townley, Devu, Devuvius <laughs> Townley. Mm-mm, this isn't going well. I, I, uh, I live Dig. in a bubble. Dig more. <laughs> Another defensive end uh, who's being given a preferred walk-on offer is uh, pronounced Aristotle. Wow. <laughs> uh, who's 6'8", 235. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, big boy. Big Can boy. I- get to hang out with David. Wednesday is going to be a good day. And we're looking forward to Wednesday. We want this ink to dry. We want... Tom Izzo to have a six foot four, 200 pound point guard. I don't know anything, anybody, me, Slenderman, anybody. So Wednesday is going to be good. We're looking forward to Wednesday, but before Wednesday today, in fact, we want to celebrate. We want to celebrate not because our basketball team is good because they're not objectively, but because the Michigan state university cross country women's program, are back-to-back Big Ten champions. I don't know the last time cross-country program had to play run their final meet in the snow in the middle of January, (laughs) but but good on them because they told the snow to fuck off (laughs) as they defended their record subsequent year in what's got to be the worst year of imaginable history. So hats off. Hats off. Uh, scarves off, uh, laces out. Great job, women's cross country. Go green. Yeah, love that. Fantastic. Go white. So, uh, that's our green wall news for the week, and we've got our first sponsor, Kevin Grack. You're up. Oh my god, what is there that hasn't been said about Brandon Sands, and what is there that hasn't been said about our very near historic low? Uh, uh, interest market rates. Rate, yeah. rates. Yeah. I mean, these these rates are out of control. As amazing and exceptional as Brandon Sands is, the mortgage rates are inversely exceptionally low, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, no. Uh, so our friend, our guy, yeah, the, the, the legend, Brandon Sands, dude has closed over 10,000 loans. That's a lot of loans. Just think about Counting to ten thousand, much less having your name and the money on ten thousand loans. Numbers. We're gonna one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country and guaranteed rate. Dude sets himself apart from all of the other wannabes mm. with his consultative approach. They're all pretenders. Yes, but Brandon Sands will sit down with you as he sat down with me um, on the phone because it was COVID. Otherwise, I would have gone to the office. Um, and it's it just an exceptional experience. Unbelievable. So if you've got a rate, a mortgage rate over 4%, ask yourself, what is wrong with my brain that I haven't already <laughs> mm-hmm. reached out to Brandon Sands? Yep. Why, who hurt me? Yep. As they say, yep. as the kids say. They do say. So do reach out to Brandon Sands, rate.com slash Brandon Sands. It's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z rate.com slash Brandon Sands. Just fix it. Get it done. Get it's it done. the easiest process on the planet. And you'll get to, you'll just get the 
working with Bran is like a warm blanket in the middle of the winter. Mm-hmm. And I what about a weighted one? Weighted blanket? Yeah. I love a weighted blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just call. Okay. Yeah. Reach out. Brandon Sands. All right. Normally we'd head off Grand River and cover the news now that is not Michigan State centric, but we're not doing that this week. Mm. We're just going to head straight to game previews and talk more about the basketball team. So on Tuesday, that is the day after this podcast releases, we play at Iowa, February 2nd on FS1. What are the numbers here, Greg? Tell me the numbers. Uh, currently Kempom five, uh, two in offense, 96 in defense. So the story holds, this is a glass cannon team, uh, and 78 in tempo for what it's worth. Uh, but they are coming back from two losses, Indiana and Illinois in a row. And if you lose to the Archie train, there's, you should probably think about things just as msu had to last year when they lost yeah, I was gonna say, be careful what you're saying um, we beat archie yet do we have to go into garza i don't think so uh he's gonna well, get fouled a thousand times in this game tell, and everyone for those who, who maybe don't know who luca garza is he's a caveman he's yes. a caveman he's a full neanderthal he has a strong sloping forehead it is um I I don't know how to describe it other than being offensive, so I'm not going to. But it's he's not fully formed. He doesn't have full human cognition. He's more beast than man, and it shows in his prowess. Well, I believe he was uncovered from permafrost. Yes. And <laughs> scientists at the University of Iowa mm-hmm. actually reanimated him yes. and brought him back to life. Yeah, and, uh, and he right. just somehow is good at basketball. Very good depth perception, I guess. Something with the permafrost and some permanent scarring in the retina, but it just gives him fantastic hand-eye basketball hoop. And because he probably had to make a life as a hunter gatherer. So all of those skills of you know throwing things into small windows and all that stuff that he had to do to survive are now being put to use. You've you've never seen anyone dribble so effectively while their other hand is literally knuckle dragging behind him on the court. It's it's truly astounding. But just scraping the paint. Just off. right off. Right off. So that course is very good. So that's Luca Garza, uh, last year's Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, there are some other dudes on this team, though. Uh, Jordan Bohannon, senior guard, shooting, pardon me, 40% from three. Joe Weiskamp, junior guard, um, 37% from three and uh, 50% no, from the he's field. 40, he's gone up since we last talked about him. He's 46% now. Oh, that's a big jump. Yes, a jump. Big jump. Dude's been hitting shots, Mr. Joe Weiskamp, junior guard. Uh, and then CJ Frederick, uh, is he still hitting 50% from three? Cause he, he, was he the is, of before. he is, but he currently has an injury and it's unclear whether he'll be back on Tuesday. Great. Uh, so glass cannon, they can shoot the rock and Luca Garza might eat someone, but he's going to get, uh, fouled about a billion times. Uh, if you recall from last year, uh, Luca Garza ate this team up until, uh, Tillman came into the game. Tillman had some foul trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the problem. Baby. Tillman isn't on this team anymore. So no, but we've got Kithier, so it's fine, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So to win, I think MSU's got to throw bodies at Garza. Uh, he's going to, like I said, get fouled about 30 times. Uh, just keep pace with them on offense. 
score the ball somehow. How? Then, <laughs> yeah, how? When? And then get some stops. And uh, that's going to be it. Well, let's be explicit. With a 96th ranking in defense, and I'm sure our defense is 473, but still. Oh, well. I mean, not that it matters because defense only matters if you can actually score. To your point, though, maybe this is the game. Maybe this is the game. Maybe Hauser finally gets over what mental block he has, and he actually drains more than four threes. Wow. That would be big. Wait, if he drained four threes, I'd be elated for him. There's no reason that he shouldn't be able to hit four threes. If he can't hit four threes, he should be told to do better. <laughs> All Just right. Calmly. Calmly told, calmly to, do told to do better. So that's Iowa. Uh, and then also maybe Nebraska. We don't know because they basically don't play basketball anymore. <laughs> They've played one game since the last time we played them. Do you remember the last time we played them? It was a month ago. It was a, that played was a nice time. That was a nice time. Mm-hmm. Once since then. Uh, still winless in the Big Ten. Um, Ken Palm, 123, 134 on offense, 120 on defense. But just you have no idea what this team is going to be. Like, they've been off for so long. Who knows what this team is going to be? They play fast, though. I like fast. Yeah. Mm. 34th in tempo. That's pretty great. That's very fast. It'd be be nice. It'd be nice to to get a win there. Mm. So those are the upcoming upcoming games. Anything you guys wanted to add to those? He got it! (laughs) If we could get two in a row, that'd be... Oof, that would that would feel good because Nebraska is kind of a get right game. So like yeah. if, you, if you take Iowa and you got to get right game after that, oof, that would be great. We might have a different podcast next week. <laughs> and wouldn't or, that be great? Or we get two losses and we just run this podcast again. Well, week. we're not. Yeah, we just would repeat it. We won't. We're not going to get two losses. You guys know that isn't going to happen, but we will lose at Iowa and uh, we will not play against Nebraska. So that's just what it's going to be. And <laughs> I'm going to shove my thumb up someone's ass next week on the pod. That's fine. That's fine. No, that's fine. Everyone's I'm fine. To it, frankly. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's head to Twitter questions. But before we do, we've got a quick word from our sponsor, Preserved Homemade. Yes, we do. Listen, <laughs> Preserved Homemade, as avid listeners of the pod well know, and frankly, if you're an avid listener of the pod and you haven't checked them out yet, shame on you. I mean, do you not like good things? Just stop it. Just please stop it, okay? Preserved Homemade is a goods and provision store bringing you the taste of home in the form of homemade treats. So their February drop is coming. It's nearly here. In fact, a recording of the pod are about two and a half hours shy, uh, and there's going to be cakes this time. We've got cakes. We've got cupcakes. uh, German chocolate, coconut, carrot, cherry chip. Hello. There's going to be a Valentine's cookie sale. Dozen for $10, two dozen for $20. Or of course, get the staple cookies or a dozen Valentine sugar cookies for 15. So uh, I I will say this about the sugar cookie. Now, you know, I'm a a lifelong fan of chocolate chip cookies. In fact, I made my uh, secret uh, uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe myself this, this evening. And they're good. They're good cookies. Don't get me wrong. Toll House? Uh, nope. They're they're much better than that. But they're not preserved homemade cookies, you see. And even I can acknowledge the, my own limitations. It's You should be able to do that too, avid listener. So if you're a fan of the pod, 
Check out uh, Preserved Homemade. They're on Instagram, preserved underscore homemade, or head to their website, preserved-homemade.com, and treat yourself or someone you love to some homemade goodness. You deserve it. They deserve it. And I deserve it, damn it. So go do it. I just want to add, you know how I put my money where my mouth is with with, uh, with Brandon Sands, guaranteed rate, and it was a fantastic experience? Yes. I'm doing it this week with Preserved Homemade. What? I got someone in mind. They're getting some cookies this week. I'm putting in an order. I'm spreading. I'm evangelizing Preserved Homemade to my friends and family this week. Join me. And I Join want, me. And I want to thank you for sending them to me. That's thoughtful of you and kind, and it's well-received. I'm a really nice guy. You are. I had to make up for what my thoughtless Coke, I can't even, I, I'm just so upset with the way that he opened the show. Yeah, it was very disrespectful. I'm just, I'm so sorry. So please accept this fake two dozen cookies for $20 mm, you just... of staple and sugar cookie. Thank you. Are you guys done talking? Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it's just the gall of you to interrupt us it's... after all that you've done. Truly, normally my waveform is way too long, and I've got to say, guys, wow, all right, let's go here with Twitter questions. But before we do, hear that? That was uh, the, that was us beckoning in the Twitter questions. Two of us, yes. two beers, two shots, uh, two Winchesters. We mentioned last week that we were putting a bit of a listener survey out, and we appreciate those of you who have taken the survey. But if you haven't, you'll be able to find a link to it in the show notes. Uh, That is to say, uh, if you click details about the episode, you'll be able to find it there. And uh, and of course, you will be able to find it. We'll retweet it on Twitter again. If you've not had the chance to take the survey, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, But with that, gents, let's start in on our Twitter questions. And we have a first time questioner this week, Kevin Collins. Susan Collins' nephew from Maine. (laughs) I don't know that Kevin would appreciate that, but uh, first question is what's your ideal starting lineup for MSU basketball going forward? Plum, I'm going to start with you. I think we should uh, maybe quickly take this one. uh, Round Robin. Hoggard at the point. Uh, Then Malik Hall, Foster Lawyer, uh, Marble, and uh, Stevie Izzo. Beautiful. Absolutely. They they couldn't possibly do any worse than what we're currently seeing. Could they? So remember those uh, advanced stats that I was talking about earlier about Rocket being like 151st in in player efficiency or whatever? Steven Izzo is like third from last in the conference in player efficiency. Anyway. That's that's not his fault. Those are the other walk-ons. Greg, what's your starting lineup? Uh, well, uh, mine got taken uh-huh. by Plum, so now I've got to scramble <laughs> and come up with one of my own. Um, I'm also going to go Hogard. I w- am going to go, you know what? There's got to be a reason why this never happens, but I'm doing this off the cuff. I'm going to go with Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown and then Hauser and Bingham. God. God, I Bingham? just Bingham. <laughs> But I'm I'm stopping wow. him. All right, I'm going Foster, Langford, oh. Henry, Hauser, Bingham. You guys are actually serious. You're disgusting. Oh yeah, 
I'm I'm deeply serious. Those that's the like best plus minus lineup that we have. Um, next up, Marty Mimark. Marty Mimark is my favorite. If we aren't a basketball or a football school anymore, what school are we? No, we're no, we're a women's cross country school. Thank you very much, Marty Mimark. Get with it. Get with the program, Marty. Mimark. Next up is CT and CC. What is the best food that New Jersey is known for? You guys got this one, or is this on me? Uh, I think this is like some kind of like uh, Sprite tan <laughs> <type of> sandwich. <laughs> <topping>. <laughs> Josie, what is it? New Jersey actually has a lot of really good food. I mean, you're adjacent to New York City, you're adjacent to Philadelphia, and you're providing the produce for both of those places. We got bagels. They were good. So, yeah, great bagels in, in New Jersey. You've got great pizza in New Jersey. You've got okay cheesesteaks in New Jersey. Um, but honestly, the thing in New Jersey is diners. Ah. So if you're a fan of diner fare at all, uh, you know, and I'm talking like a, the 50 page menu that you get at a diner, um, you will, New Jersey is. Uh, filled with awesome awesome diners there's one uh in a city next to us that i get an amazing thanksgiving sandwich from it's Mm. great i just have to say i have to add coney so much greater than diner it's unbelievable take a hike Mm. jersey next up from ct and tc what's it like losing to Rutgers in basketball it's something i'm not familiar with yeah ct you have the high ground right now i'm gonna concede that but you know, if you had if you had tried this nonsense last year, I would have said, "What's it like losing to Rutger in football?" But we've done that, so you know what? You've got the point. You have the point. I think MSU saw Michigan lose to Rutgers in football and basketball and said, "That looks like fun. Well, let's try it." And it's not fun. Just Why did be, you guys do it? Why did we be like our big you? Just trying to be like Big Brother. Oh, it's awful. And finally, Plum from CT and TC. It's Izzo's birthday today. I didn't know that. That was yesterday. <laughs> okay. And, what and present? Heather Graham, by the way, has the same birthday. Who? The, the actress uh, from Austin Powers. Um... That's nice. Okay. Do you know who has a birthday that's yeah. one day away from mine? Mike Hart. Ugh. How do you know I just that? looked it up. I was going to make a salty comment about Mike Hart and sort of hat cook guy counting your chickens kind of thing in response to CT's asinine comment about Rutgers and losing a basketball. <laughs> and then I had to look it up to make some this smart Alec Mart. And I was like, oh, April 9th. Ha! Look at that. I'm a day older than the dummy. Anyway, it's Izzo's birthday. Uh, and Izzo, as everybody knows, hates surprises. So what did he do? constancy he doesn't want a gift he doesn't want something nice he doesn't want wins he doesn't want good performance he doesn't want another uh, march madness appearance he doesn't want another big 10 championship he just wants constancy and so that that's the present that he should get he should get more inadequacy and just mediocrity and we're giving it to him like it is his birthday every day happy birthday tom we love you yeah. We do, you know, the only reason we'll take the CT trolling on Rutgers is because I think he knows that Rutgers has turned into a halfway decent program, and they will lose sure. eventually. Uh, next up from Jer Bear is just the office gif of, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how <laughs> dare you? 
We yeah. missed you, Jerbear. Uh, I will say, I I don't know how this happened, but you accidentally ended up muted on oh. Twitter. What? Yeah, I I was like, I haven't heard from uh, from Jerbear in a while, and I went to his thing, is his Twitter profile, and it was muted. I'm like, what the? So I don't know if that was probably me. It was probably, let's just be clear. They gave me like credentials to get into the Twitter and I get in sometimes and I sometimes can't get out. So it's just sort of around around making mistakes. I've gotten us into a number of stickies. And when I say sticky, I mean like legit sticky, like very, very sticky. Sticky wickets. But anyway, uh, Jerry, good to hear from you. We miss you. Uh, Next up, Anthony Garbert on a scale of, one to the dog drinking coffee <laughs> in a burning building saying, this is fine. Where is MSU basketball right so now? So MSU basketball is actually in the adjacent room that's already been engulfed by flames. So while the <laughs> dog is still fine, the basketball team has all immolated, and that's too bad for them. But not Steven Izzo because he's still out with COVID. <laughs> Safety first, you guys. Safety first. Uh, next up from Anthony Garbert, prop bet Woo! of the week. Yes. Favorite. Point scored by Luca Garza versus MSU's offensive field goal percentage <laughs> over wow. under oh, 35 oh, so and good. Rude. Hurtful. Oh, so good. Hurtful. This is a really good one. Anthony, I don't know why he's not setting lines for some prop yeah. bets. How do you come you up need with to, these, I, you man? Know what, I want to announce my resignation on the pod forthwith and here under today, effective immediately. Anthony Garbert will be replacing me because this level of dedication to his craft is far surpassing anything I could even approximate. Well done, sir. Uh, to this, to the end here, uh, I would just like to point out to our listeners in the state of Michigan, how amazing is it how quickly all of the uh, betting oh, God, apps yeah. and casino uh, <laughs> uh, 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 advertisements have started as soon as it's legal in the state? Like they just jumped on it. Good Did Lord. We, I, I don't remember if we talked about last week. Taylor Anderson had asked us a question about if any of us were placing bets. Did we address that or not? Uh, I don't know if we did. I'm not a, I'm not really a gambler man, but I am looking forward to going to a sports book. As soon as I can, I'm going to a sports book. I'm sitting down. I'm going to put some very light money on some games. We should do that. my time there. Next time I'm able to visit, we should do that. We should go somewhere, some together. All right. You get to choose Firekeepers or... Soaring Eagle. Think about it. Think about it using this time. All right. Uh, Anyone, what's the over-under on this one? We got to pick. Under. Um, Under for uh, who? uh, Over for Luca. under for offensive field goal percent, for sure. Yeah, sorry about it. Sorry. Well, you can boo me. I'm literally just using evidence. Evidence and just extrapolating to the future. It's fine. I'm going going over on both. Um, (laughs) Oh. Oh. That says the game is still afoot. Uh, next up, Joe Ashworth. I don't know that we've heard yeah. from Joe before. Joe, welcome if we haven't. Uh, which former Spartan has a has had a better cinematic career, James Can or Bubba Smith? Well, it's Con. Con, you're right. Yes, as soon as, as, soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, I regretted it. Uh, I've actually never seen the Police Academy movies. I hear they're good, and I hear that Bubba is good in them. But it's got to be James Caan, right? The man, the man was, he was in the Godfather. Godfather. Yep. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was uh, Sonny Corleone. Uh, he was the way, wayward father in uh, Elf with Will Ferrell. Yep. Uh, but 
you know, and I, you can be a Republican, that's fine. But uh, he supported Donald Trump for president, and uh, that's some bullshit. So, fuck off, James Conn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Ev Marie twenty four. <laughs> I'm gonna read it. What is she to do? In March without MSU basketball. And that's the, that's a great question. I'll tell you what you can do, Ev. You come on over. All right? We'll we'll take up a hobby. And we're going to watch the big dance. Let's be clear. Because it's it's still worth oh, watching. Yeah. I'm watching. And sure. you and I will uh, we'll do crocheting. I, I would like to learn needlepoint. I don't know how. You, you probably do. Or if you don't, we're going to learn together. And if you do know, then you can be my tutor. And we'll make little doilies and yarmulkes and... Uh, Coasters, coasters and maybe. other th- other things. No, yarmulkes before fine, coasters. For fine, sure. fine. Stevie Izzo needs to have his uh, his bar mitzvah yet. Anyway, so we'll do that. We'll uh, send them to friends and family, and I think it'll be a lovely march that we'll have. Uh, Marie, I do want to point out. I don't think it's impossible that this team makes a dance, but they they're are not going to. But so just come on over. I know. I, know. I would also say, you know, if you have some Wolverines in your life, sure. we all do. Just ask them. They've been there more recently than us. Uh, next up, the Everdog Jerk Guy. So, car reaction videos, huh? This is for me. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, I don't know what this means. I I threatened that if we lost Ohio State and Iowa, I would start filming car reaction videos. Oh, that's a shot at can't at friend wow. of the pod, soldier. No, 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 no. That was not a shot at him. Uh, that that's a shot. Uh, at generally speaking, he films him mostly at his uh his kitchen table. Oh, um, I've seen. Yeah, but no, it's a it's a thing on Twitter. People film videos in. Wait, what? Is, oh, like, but what are they reacting to? I've seen a lot of political ones in the cars. I've seen some post game ones in the cars. I've seen just generally speaking, there's something about people going to their car. And Hold on a second. Video. I've been saving up like energy anger resentment pain frustration i've been saving that up for the pod should i be doing that in my car on camera well you're not recording from your car you're not in your car right Uh, now this is where we do the pod the whole time oh my god i've heard from uh insta thoughts that uh the lighting is really good in the car but i I've never just, I don't know for sure. Next up from Upper Deck Jerk Guy, what's the ideal rotation for the Spartans? Please show your work. There isn't one. No. Right? No. You don't have one. Yeah. I mean, is it possible only Davis Smith, who I didn't even know was a person, Steve Izzo and Jack Hoiberg? We just play three players. Can they be three, three walk on point guards? Oh, wait. Hoiberg's on scholarship now. Hoiberg's on scholarship? Yeah, that's a scholarship I don't understand. It happens for personnel reasons. There's one available, so Izzo occasionally gives them out. That's yeah, the but, problem. They shouldn't him, be available. Him? It, the, what's his his other option is Davis Smith, whose dad is even richer than Hoiberg somehow, or his kid, and that doesn't look yeah, good. He can't be his own kid. So Wow, I thought you had to be at least like 5'7 to get a scholarship. That's really interesting to me. Hmm. <laughs> I like this next question from the upper deck jerk guy. Hey guys, what did you think of Gabe Brown's game against Rutgers? Just going to keep doing the Why bit. not? It's working. It's working. It's and it's legitimately funny because we suck. So 
Uh, for those that don't look at the box score, Gabe Brown uh, was a did not participate because <laughs> he has COVID. Because of COVID. Uh, next up from Elon Bloom, Jonesy. Do you think the Spartans' problems are due to the fact that Izzo can't hold to his normal development routines? So I actually think there's something interesting here. It, you look at Kentucky, Duke, and Michigan State all struggling this year. And is there something to the idea that they – they have a historic that that top flight coaches, very elite coaches, have a regimen to the season, a process to it, and that was all disrupted. And so, you know, you can certainly criticize each and every one of them for not being flexible, because other people are being successful at basketball. Yeah. But is there an idea that that they've somehow uh, tweaked success and have missed the boat? on this season because it doesn't fit into their paradigm of, of what, what they normally do. It's possible. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't think we have enough information, but it's a good question. Elon Blum. Yeah. Uh, all right, Greg, who transfers from the basketball team after the season? Oh, uh, everybody. One, yeah. I think you can say goodbye here. I should have the roster in front of me. So I don't forget anyone. I think you can say goodbye to one of at least one of Malik Hall, Marble or Sissoko. I think you can say bye to Bingham. Pretty likely. I think you can say potentially bye. Please God, please. And maybe Foster lawyer. I think he's a, now that he's a captain, he's not going anywhere. Um, I think Foster's I think, fine with his role. I don't think Kithier's going anywhere either. Same. Um, I think I think that's what we got. Maybe Gabe Brown. And I think uh, I I think uh, that our friend Aaron Henry is going to go pro one way or another. So keep an eye out for him on the Sioux Falls Sky Force next season God. or whatever. The what? Uh, the G League team. Just pick ah. one. All right. Uh, I think there's going to be some attrition after this year, upper deck guy. I mean, or um, we're on to Elon Bloom now. Uh, I think uh, I think those roster issues that we were so concerned about to begin the year, they're going to work themselves out. Next up from Elon Bloom. How do the Spartans handle Garza? Will six eyes defense work with our personnel? It's going to have to. <laughs> I but mean, the problem is they can shoot too. They can go over top. So I, I, I actually think you let Garza feast. I know your preview said the other otherwise. Sure, certainly you play him physically, but I don't know that we have the dudes to do it. it. It is alarming to me that we have fouls on contested shots that do not result in them not making the shot. Um, so I think you let Garza feast and you just let the other dudes be locked down. Well, we'll see. I, I mean. We'll see. Izzo likes to body bigs when they're when the offense runs through them. So it'll be yeah. fun. It'll be fun to watch. I can't wait. Next up from Carl, you do too much, bro. Uh, Plum. Carl lives in Cleveland. He went to Ohio State for grad school. How? How? Uh, say how it. Say it. Say will it. my Monday be on a scale from one to ten, based on text slash DMs, etc., based on Sunday's lopsided results? Um, how unpleasant will his I Monday be? I think his Monday is going to be very, very pleasant. Does Does he like it? Does Oh, did he go to Michigan State for undergrad? Is that Was that okay? Yes. 
Yes, but clearly he knows a lot of Ohio State. Got you. Sorry, I really missed the uh, thread on that one. I'm not not too quick on the uptake. Carl, you do too much, brah. Uh, It's not going to be so bad. I mean, I think, you know, as my rosy-cheeked, bushy-tailed co-hosts seem to think that we were somehow competitive in this game, but now we lost by, what, 17, 19? So, you know, that's under 20. So that's not that lopsided. It's not 30. Uh, It's improvement. So you're you're I would say it's a, it's going to be about a seven and a half for you, my friend. You're going to definitely get some texts, but probably at least one sexy text. So it can't be worse than the football game, Carl. Yep. You do too much, bro. It can't be worse you're, than the football game. It's yeah. a bad year against Ohio State. Next up, Nick Kamansky. This week's ratings: Jonesy, Greg, and Plum, all dudes for putting together an interesting show with much to talk about. Can't read. Aww. I, can't read, can't write listeners, all lads for some truly incredible Twitter you know, question you, you, segments. Yeah, so you know, you awesome. can't just give us compliments and then try to sneak in a lads. You know, I don't think we're going to take lads. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that's been accepted. And I know you want it to be. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm here for lads. Speaking of wholesome, Nick's uh, response, and he did out himself in his mm. survey response. So we didn't okay. infer this was so wholesome that I decided to give him all four of his Twitter questions this week, in spite of the fact that we've made it clear that we're down to now. At least until summer comes. But you get all four this week because it was, it was heart, heart string playing. Heartfelt. It was heartfelt. That's what I wanted, man. (laughs) It's a, it's a a rough week. I'm still recovering. So next up from Nick Kamansky, then thinking about next year, what is what does it Izzo have to do to ensure the vaunted Spartans offense scores over forty points in every game? This is obviously no longer a foregone conclusion. Dot dot dot. I don't think he can. I think he hangs it up. I think this is his God, could you imagine retiring on yeah. this year? Yeah. <laughs> also, Nick, I know you're a low information consumer of of basketball. But we have a pretty decent class coming in. Bruh, friend, uh, we'll be fine. Greg, when did you first realize that you were truly an ardent Spartans fan? Was which was that when you went to the Final Four? Because I think it's when I went to the Final Four is when I realized it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that Final, the Final Four, four really the Final in our four? career is it was like hey, oh, the, the Final Four. Okay, I guess I'll go as a student. I think. Going to football games too. Um, there's something about going to a football game that you know is like nationally televised. Mm, people are watching it, but you're there, you're there in person. I I like that yeah. feeling a lot yeah. as well. Because um, you might be caught on TV. Yeah, I mean, is that why you started get, a podcast? I might get mm. discovered, and I might scare children with mm. my slender frame. Three stars. Uh, <laughs> Jonesy, inspired by your bacon burger tweet, what is your favorite dish to order at Applebee's, also known as Rapplebee's, <laughs> where you can always eat good in the neighborhood? Crapplebee's? Oh. What is this yeah, bacon burger tweet? What is he talking about? Tweet? I didn't see. Uh, so, um, someone said uh, someone sent a tweet that uh, bacon ruins burgers, and I said that that is the single worst tweet on Twitter. Ever and I include when <laughs> you're so stupid. That's true, though. I mean, it is legitimately true, but you're an idiot. Uh, what are the little rib thingies that they have? I I don't know. I mean, 
the four cheese mac and cheese oh, with wow. uh, honey pepper chicken tenders. I'll take that. That God, sounds good. How were you able to? S- I'm just going through the menu. Yeah, I was like, how were you right able to now. summon that? That was so detailed. The bacon cheddar grilled chicken I sandwich. I want to off this. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. When's the last time you've been to Applebee's? Chelsea? Oh, there's a quesadilla right, well, burger there. That, that does not sound good. You can't combine those things. Crack, tell him no. Why not? I, for some reason, I don't remember when, the night before a wedding, I think it was in the hotel parking lot. It was our only bar available. We had to go to an Applebee's. And it was just like, oh my God. This you know, when you are in a... Is amazing. Why don't we go I to more you. Applebee's? Next up from Raymond Chains. Uh, I got to scroll. I got to scroll. I got to scroll. First question from Raymond Chains. This week on Behind the Scenes, this is why I grabbed the question because I love the Raymond. And now we're already on a new series. It's so strange. This week on Behind the Scenes with Tom Mizzo, we want to hear from you, loyal viewers. Should we make Tom Mizzo's accordion playing the theme music for the show? Also, should Tom's tirade about sharing on the plane ride to games? Sharding. Sharding. <laughs> should his tirade about sharding on the plane? Plane ride to games make the cut. It's because Raymond hit gold with the trots. <laughs> so he came back in with the trots. Oh, the trots were so good. So this is the gift that keeps on giving. Raymond Chains, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Raymond's got the best scatological yes, humor. Oh, it's fantastic. Also, guys, remember the trots? It's gotta be. It's oh, gotta be. So, so it's gotta be the sharding tirade then. Yeah, or is be. both an answer? Because if, if right, so, both then and. both. We can uh, have him uh, the tirade over the sound of his accordion oh playing. I don't know why not. <laughs> Uh, next up from Raymond Chains, would you affirm your patriotism and non-communist status by publicly, publicly misspelled, by the way, uh, avowing that America is the oldest and greatest nation <laughs> on earth? Uh, I will. I'll do it here and I'll say it first and foremost. Of course, America is the oldest, oldest. and greatest nation on earth. Duh. <laughs> show loud, show, me, show me another nation that's older than, than America right now. You know, or, or greater. greater so you can't. Yeah, prove, prove it. it. You can't. I, I put it to you. The earth, the earth. Do it. Uh, next up from Raymond Chains. What is a vivid non-scatological way <laughs> to describe Detroit and MSU sports at the moment? Using the phrase shit. The I've bed got one, but you're not going to like what it. Do you guys, what do you guys uh, think about this uh, Stafford trade, by the way? That could have gone an off-ground river. Matt Stafford is... Going to the Rams. Going to the Rams. Uh, it's a modicum of competence from the Lions that I'm not comfortable yeah, you, with. They got to convert on these uh, first-round picks. They won't. And I, I'm not... There's no reason to think they will, but I do kind of... I do kind of like the... Well, probably... I mean, their their GM is is a is a, a an evaluator of college talent. Right. So well, maybe we'll use one of those first round picks to get like a five star kicker punter. Yeah, maybe we can get him to walk yeah, on to preferred the walk on. He doesn't get a salary, but he does get like a per diem. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's going to be weird being Jared Goff in uh, Honolulu Blue, but I know that it, it won't. Uh, Raymond Chains, the phrase yeah. you're looking for is "fucked the dog." So I hope that stays in. (laughs) 
we're uh, we're I dropping need... explicit uh, podcasts now. It's officially happening. The, the last do I need to explicit for the first time? Do I need to call the <laughs> Yali is fine. She is fine. Greg, Greg, we should have an off the pod meeting about Alex. Just do a well. I use that phrase way um, too often because it just makes me laugh so hard. All right. Next up, Mama Maple Leaf. Uh, famous trios number one. Who do each of you most closely relate to when watching the MSU <laughs> basketball team play? Snap, crackle, or pop? Brutal. Oh, just I'll, mean. I'll be snap because I've I've clearly lost it. I've snapped completely in half. Uh, crackle like our defense, and pop. Like Unlike the passes, my head off, clean off Goes the at weasel. times. Um, uh, famous trios number two, Jonesy, using each description once, match the outcome of the last three MSU basketball games, Purdue, Rutger, and Ohio State with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, God. Good luck. Uh, so Ohio State has yep. to be the good. Has to be. Yeah. Uh, the bad is... Purdue, Purdue, yeah. and uh, and Rutger is the ugly. Yeah, it's the ugly. I would I would actually make Purdue the good, and I would say first half. <laughs> so so good with an asterisk. But Ohio State was bad throughout. At least parts of the Purdue game were good. Like half of it, indeed. At least you can point to something. None of it was good with Ohio. None of it. None of it, Jonesy. And then finally, wow, we got a theme going here from Mama Maple Leaf. She really put uh, thought into this one. Uh, famous trio number three, uh, as of course she does with all, but I'm just saying particularly with this one. Uh, thought I was going to stop with two, didn't you? Question mark, because usually we enforce that, but we're not now because of Nick. Uh, MSU uh, basketball needs to start with uh, what wish list item from Oz first? Heart. Brains or courage? Ooh, this is a good. It's question. heart. Plump. It's heart. It's not. Right. It's not brains. Right. Brains can be coached. Brains can be taught. Brains can be practiced. Mm-hmm. Uh, theoretically, they're doing all of that. Clearly, they're not. Uh, what they need, and what they completely don't have, is heart. They. They are. There's zero heart from this team. There's zero commitment. There's zero Spartan identity. There's zero passion, verve, hope. None of it. Yeah, some of the body language from Rocket was particularly. I'm going to say, and I told you before we went live, but he looks dead behind the eyes. He 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 does not look present when games are being played. I don't know what it is if it's a lack of intellect or or ability to comprehend what's going on, or if it's something deeper. But he he does not like when he's being yelled at, when he's talking, when he's being spoken to. His like mouth has a gap, and he's just vacant, vacuous. I'm unable to look for it. Uh, look for to it. Understand. You know, heart. I think heart for me is a one A. Courage is a one B. There, there are times that there are dudes passing up shots sure. that they should just take. So, next up from Sawyer, like Tom, uh, pretend that there's no pandemic and parties aren't terrible ideas. Describe the saddest Super Bowl party, hypothetical, hypothetical, or one you've actually attended. I mean, I attended one in law school, and you can make your own decisions about that. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, uh, I was at a church Super Bowl party when Justin Timberlake ripped off uh, <laughs> Janet Jackson's top and had the nip slip. So that was cool. 
Do you remember when society? Yes, that was rich. That, that was and the church certainly did. Did we ever? The church that? certainly did. I never understood it at the time, and I still don't understand it now. I think he just got away with it because, like, he never said a word about it. He just disappeared. He and then also, like, society was so dumb. Also, I did. I never understood that even at the time. How that worked out that way? Yeah. How it was her fault? Uh, What in the world are you talking about? Last up is not a question. Oh, I actually, I actually had a question off of that. Do you guys? Is the Super Bowl no, important to you? Not at all. Either of you? Nope. Do you think that's a product of growing up in Michigan? And well, the Jones can't answer that, but, but that- I absolutely can, and I'll tell you 100%. It's a factual statement. When you grow up with something where it's never even an option, it's not even entertained, you're, always, you're just watching yeah. it as a spectator. It's just the Super Bowl happens. It is an anthropological event. You are aware of its existence, much like the polar bear. I've never seen it in the wild, but I know it's there. Uh, there's sometimes there's a video on Netflix that I watch about the polar bear. Yeah, that's 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 a Super Bowl. Because growing up in high school, it was never a priority for me. I mean, I think I went over to people's houses to watch it or whatever. In college, which is a time where people will take any opportunity to throw a party, <laughs> it was like the 120th thing on the social calendar like i think i studied most super bowl sundays yeah that's not something you could go to a party or a super bowl party and you would choose the party yes yeah (laughs) and i like even now i have been invited to super bowl parties and i appreciate it but it's it's not a priority for me at the same time it never ends up being a real party right yeah like I, I yeah no uh, hard pass uh next up is a listener update and our dear friend nate c who uh friends of the pod may recall had been deployed uh wanted to let us know that he listened to the last episode that is to say the one two episodes ago now uh in the south china sea and is listening to last week's episode in guam so thank you for your service nate c ahoy ahoy anchors down up. anchors away that's rad though anchors like uh i mean that that's gonna do wonders for our our listenership metrics well, it's deeply confusing though because someone is clearly using a vpn and so we have <laughs> azerbaijan as a listen to in country and iran as a listen to country no that that's for when the you know our foreign service listeners are uh you know there to renegotiate the nuclear deal and then they fire up the podcast while they're you know in between meetings that's i do happens. like when before uh alex plum had joined the pod that we had to listen in nepal <laughs> yeah that's so true that was, that was, a that was a great i don't think i ever tweeted out i'm gonna go ahead and find those photos i'm gonna tweet them out for uh you pod listeners you can go to at Plum Alex, or just go to at preserved underscore homemate. No, just LOL. That's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great hike that I took, LOL. and I listened to, um, I think I listened to like three different episodes in a row. It was like a six hour hike. So anyway, I, I'm sorry for you. Um, anyway, well, we Nate love C- it back when we used to be able to get listens from all over the world. So, Nate C, we love you. Yeah, thank you we for carrying that torch. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, it has been a rough week to be a Spartan, but uh, as always, gentlemen, go green. Go white, Jonesy and Greg. Go white, guys.